Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into a jam-packed day full of national calendar days. Only a five-game NBA slate. Of course, that's why you're here right now. Don't worry. Don't worry, you betting people out there, you daily fantasy sports people out there, you people trying to wager your Dalaruskis. We got the shirt on right now, the Dalaruskis. It's trying to get faded out a little bit. Check it out in the merch store down below. Lots of hoodies, lots of shirts. Very comfortable. But yes, lots of national calendar days today. So I would like to uh, formally, myself, be the first to wish you a happy Inventor's Day. A happy, come on, don't cry over spilled milk day. Maybe the best one. There's a lot. I'm not going to name them all maybe the best one happy make a new friend day how about that now maybe a little bit difficult during a pandemic but why not reconnect with some of your buddies checking on their mentals right checking in on some of your ladies whatever it might be so welcome into the show today like i said there's just a five game slate going on today so hopefully 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 you're going to be having a lovely day around that right shouldn't have too much news now we don't have as much news because there's less teams right now less teams on a back-to-back so there's some news that we have to watch there yesterday toronto on a back-to-back Indy on a back-to-back, some other teams that were going to be looking at some of their players that are going to be changing this slate. Nowhere near as big of the news that we were getting yesterday. But happy to break it down all for you today. If you're brand new here, if you're just somewhat new running in and out of this channel, what we do here is we break down the big news that you have to watch for. Then we get quickly into the early interest, the early picks that are stemmed from my projections down below. We had somebody yesterday reach out to me from the biggest ever super draft contest of all time, $20,000 Ruskies to first place. Somebody ended up finishing top five in that one and took home some cheddar. Took home some nice nice dollar ruskies in that super draft contest using the projections on patreon and just some of the game theory from our afternoon streams so right now we're going to be breaking it down and then we finalize our thoughts on the 4 p.m live stream where we go for an hour later on today so by hitting that like and subscribe that helps this channel out helps it grow helps it probably how you found this channel was because other people were doing that and then also that notification bell you tap that and makes a little bell around it that will let you know when we're going live and uploading content so again later today we'll have that there'll be an mma video out today as well for anybody trying to play mma dfs or wager on the UFC event this weekend. So with all of that said, we can talk about the sponsor of the show in a second super draft where they continue to just give out free money in terms of your expected value by the contest not filling. Massive contest that had over 7,000 people yesterday. And that, again, like many other contests have been, again, not something that was filling. So you got a little bit of a benefit of some overlay of some rake free contest in there. So if you want to check out super draft, we'll talk more about some plays over there in the live stream and later in this video. But my name's Sal SAL is imperative that you sign up over there because that's where you should be putting your first dollars right now until those contests start to fill until they start to fill, especially when they're going to be giving out five figure prize pools to first place every single night in a contest that is not filling. I know a lot of people are like, all right, this guy's been saying this a lot, but there's still people who haven't reacted to that. And there's still people that are brand new to the channel every single day. And if you are, let me know in the comments down below that you're brand new. Let's now kick this thing off with the injury and status dashboard in Golden State. We know that James Wiseman has been out, but now we got the news seven to 10 days. And now it's been basically that 10 days, but now he's out yet again with the wrist. So that gives us more confidence in your Draymond Green shares, which in that last game, yeah, $6,800 Draymond Green or $6,900 Draymond Green didn't get you there. But now his price point is $6,800 and he didn't get to play basically in the fourth quarter. He played 32 minutes in that game and he only played two minutes in the fourth quarter. Why? Well, Golden State was on a run. Golden State to start the fourth quarter. Draymond played the entire third quarter and then he did normally checks out for like four or five minutes and then finishes out the game the final six or seven minutes. But Golden State goes on a 14 to five run. Okay, well then then Draymond checks in for about two minutes and then the game turns into a blowout and he comes out of the game. So he basically lost in that at least three minutes and probably closer to five minutes because of the blowout at the end of the game and the fact that they were on a run. So they didn't want to ruin that run on a 14 to five run to kind of blow the doors off of that game against the Spurs. So Draymond Green, yeah, at 32 minutes didn't get you there. But if he gets his extra five or six minutes, there's a good chance that he does get you there as he was very close to a double double, just a couple of rebounds away. And yet again, he's not scoring at all. He only shot in that game, I think three total times, but that's what you're going to get out of him. Now with Wiseman out, it feels more secure there. With Wiseman out, we can also expect unless Eric Paschko is going to be getting healthier, it doesn't seem like they have any interest in putting him in the starting rotation. And Toscano Anderson is playing well. So, I mean, we can expect Toscano Anderson to still see upper 20s in minutes and start 
another power forward. From Houston, it looks like all their guys are going to be good to go unless we get some news, right? It seems like they've been alternating resting Oladipo and resting John Wall, and it's making all the other players in this team inflatedly look better, right? Your Jason Tates of the world, your David Nawabas, even Eric Gordon at a $6,000 price tag now. But when all these guys are healthy, if they're all going to play today, meaning the big three, the quote-unquote big three with Wood out of Cousins, Wall, and Oladipo, all those other guys are, are priced up. They have fake minutes. They have fake production right for what you're getting we don't have that much of a run with all three of these guys on the court this year because they're normally resting them and also cousins is just filling in now for wood so with john wall back i like john wall at 7100 matchup against miami isn't fantastic goran Dragic's out but it's still going to be a nice spot for him especially compared to the price tags that you're seeing on his teammates mainly mainly victor oladipo in miami today moharkless is going to be questionable that's a little bit lesser news right but the mr goran Dragic's, mr goran Dragic's out yet again which means kendrick nunn's going to play 30 plus minutes and his price point needs to come down more right if jimmy butler's going to be out there playing as productive as he is bam and is still in this team tyler hero now healthy duncan robinson takes his three pointers you cannot be having a six thousand i know he's 5800 but basically a six thousand dollar kendrick nunn i get it he's playing 30 minutes he'll get you there once in a while maybe it's on this five game slate for you but it's really difficult at that price tag i mean nunn should probably be below 5500 5400 player given the minutes that he's playing then he can be start to become appealing for me and yes that is that price sensitive in nba that at 5800 it's a little bit harder to get there a few bigger names from orlando today and yo this team's down to like nobodies right now yo you got cole Anthony questionable to the shoulder, Evan Fournier questionable to the back, and Amino, who returned in that last game, questionable as well. This is what they got right now. Obviously, no Markel Fultz. Aaron Gordon's been out. I mean, they haven't had much of anybody on this team in a in a pretty long time. Right, Jonathan Isaac out for a very long time. Very sad there. They don't even have Michael Carter Williams, so they have to sign guys like Frank Mason. If Cole Anthony, who got banged up in that last game, misses, yeah, Frank Mason looks like a real good option, right? Vooch is priced up to 9,400, but he's still like the only producer on this team, and he's starting to average around like 1.45, 1.5 fantasy points per minute with nobody else on this team. If you get Evan Fournier in, looks good. If you get Cole Anthony in at 5,400, looks good, especially on Superdraft. Cole Anthony is sneaky playing Superdraft if he plays today, and if there's no Evan Fournier, because he has a 1.8x multiplier. So for a little bit of the description of the sponsor of the show, that means that he gets his fantasy points times 1.8x. The max multiplier for NBA is 2x. So it's almost like he's a backup point guard is where they're putting his multiplier. So if he gets 30 fantasy points, you multiply that by an extra 80% points, right? Which doing the quick math there, that's 24 more fantasy points and bam he's got 54 fantasy points on the night which is pretty powerful so yeah Cole Anthony will be one of those I mean on a five game slate honestly priority guard guys that not a lot of guys might get to at super draft today so again you could check that out in the description below to get that free money bonus up to a thousand dollars using the code sal and we also have projections for super draft as well as DraftKings to help you down below as well give you a better odds of winning especially against people who are not using any projections so if those guys were to both miss everybody gets the bump there Frank Mason starts and he looks fantastic after playing 30 plus minutes in that last game Dwayne Bacon and James Ennis will play 30 plus minutes and take a lot more shots yes your Gary Clarks of the world will also get some run but I won't be as interested there but everybody gets some run then right James Ennis and, and, and on a five game slate James Ennis and Dwayne Bacon actually start to become priority plays at their price points in Philly today Shake Milton is going to be doubtful that actually matters because he's a pretty productive player right he has a 24% usage rate this year and about 25 minutes per game of play this is going to mainly help some guys off the bench but really just solidify the minutes of Seth Curry and even Danny Green normally those guys all cut into each other's minutes maybe it's one day somebody's playing and lately it's been Milton playing like 22 to 24 but some days if Milton plays 26 28 then it's Curry playing 24 now you get pretty secure minutes of 28 to 30 out of Seth Curry who's been playing better as of late you get a little bit of a bump for Danny Green's security in minutes guys like Cork Moss off the bench might see a bump closer to like 18 20 minutes mainly it helps Seth Curry from fantasy purposes for Portland today near Sear Little is questionable with a knee not much there at 3100 and then Toronto they played yesterday they're one of the teams like Indy on a back-to-back OG Ananobi was ruled out he finally was on the injury report as questionable instead of just being out yesterday but then he was ruled out with a calf injury 
the front end of the back-to-back. -back. That allowed Norman Powell to be a lot more involved at $6,700. Now, he went off for a nice game yesterday. It allowed guys like DeAndre Bemery and Terrence Davis to play bigger minutes, although they did play a couple of extra minutes and blowout runs to make their minutes look a little bit more, I would say, secure than they really are. So OG Ananobi track him. If he's in at 6,600, I mean, okay play. He'll get like 34 minutes. It really just hurts Norman Powell and those guys off the bench. Now we can get into the early interest, which if you're here for the first time, they're going to scroll down, right? And I'm basically going team by team, a guy that stands out the most for me from that team early on. This can change later on based on injury news and just based on my finalized projections on Patreon, down below point projections, value rankings, top plays in the day, my player pool and interest. All that can be found down below on Patreon daily for the NBA MMA tools in there as well. Projections, rankings, ownership, same thing for PGA projections, rankings, ownership, and maybe we can even add some more sports as the end of the NFL season is now here. What I'm doing is taking one guy from each team, but obviously there'll be teams that have value or guys that I like more. So in the notes column to the right, I'll kind of rank out then who's next from that team. And I'll also discuss them if you can't see, because you're probably listening on the podcast version for some of you. So from Boston to start, Boston's not that appealing of a team when all three of these guys are healthy and out there in terms of Kemba, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. And as of right now, it seems like that is going to be the case so far this season. And what you're getting with Kemba Walker back, I mean, he hasn't been great, right? His assist percentage is going up a little bit, but it's still getting cut into by some other guys on this team. Even with Marcus Smart out, it's still getting cut into from some other guys off the bench that he plays alongside with when they're out there. You're getting a decent assist percentage of like 25%, but when he steps on the court with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, which is the starting lineup for this team, most times and not, it's really knocking into his fantasy point per minute upside, right? So at $6,500, when Kemba Walker is only averaging out there like 0.9 fantasy points per minute with all these guys on the court, it's pretty tough to get there, but everybody else is cutting into each other. Jason Tatum's price tag is coming down from that 9K range now because yeah, Kemba Walker is back and he's not a terrible player, right? He's going to be a player that's going to cut into your production more so than a Jeff Teague or somebody else off the bench like a, a Carson Edwards or a Javante Green, right? Some of the guards that they have off the bench. Same thing is happening for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown seems to be the one that's kind of independent though of all of this because you have that expensive price tag on Jason Tatum that's still not down enough for when Kemba is out. You have Kemba's price tag coming up a little quicker in my opinion than it should at $6,500 for how he's playing, losing the shot attempts, losing the assist percentage, maybe still dealing with an injury that bothered him for a very long time in that bubble and it seems like he's back somewhat quick from it. So Jalen Brown, if I had to pick one guy from his team is where I would go. The centers are still splitting minutes at this time. I mean, they play alongside each other, but they're still basically just playing like 25 to 26 minutes a night between Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson. Tice playing like 28 in a couple of games where he got to close out against some bigger teams. So Jalen Brown will be the guy for me. In that last game, it was interesting though. I mean, you've been seeing Grant Williams play decent minutes, but Grant Williams in that last game actually got to close with the starters. I thought maybe at first it was some blowout run. Grant Williams getting to close with the starters allowed him to play bigger minutes in a game where they ended up losing pretty big to Utah, but the starters stayed on the court and Grant Williams ended up playing the final 12 minutes, the entire 12 minutes of the fourth quarter, but the final 18 minutes of the game playing 28 minutes in that game. So I only played 10 minutes in the first half. I'm not sure how much we can actually take from this. The closing lineup against Utah was Kemba Walker, was Jason Tatum, was Jalen Brown in that game. And then it was kind of split between Tristan Thompson. And then the fifth guy ended up being Grant Williams. So something to watch on a five game slate where we're looking for value. I think we'll probably find that value in Orlando and probably on some other teams, but it's at least worth mentioning that Grant Williams, who is cheaper, did close out the final 18 minutes of the game. I don't expect that to happen again. Boston right now just kind of looks properly priced. If I had to go to one of them, Jalen Brown stands out for me on DraftKings. The next two teams here, you can see Detroit's kind of in a similar boat for me right now. Now Detroit's been playing better as of late and some people might want to jump to that. But one of those games was an overtime loss to the Lakers. So they got an extra couple minutes of play. And then there's game after that was against Brooklyn, who every 
everybody it seems outside of Indy yesterday, but who everybody for the most part seems to be having success against, and they got big minutes out of their starters. I mean, you got Mason Plumlee playing 38 minutes in that game. That's very rare to see against Brooklyn. You got a guy in DeLon Wright who's playing bigger minutes as of late, but he played 37 minutes in that game, right? All that stuff is very interesting to see. I would say that Jeremy Grant at $7,400, who continues to play bigger minutes in that last game, played 38 minutes, basically played the entire second half outside of like a couple of minutes, closed the game out. That's what you want. You know, he's the guy out there and he's taking more shots now, not even counting the overtime game where he takes 20 plus because he gets an extra couple of minutes of play, took 19 shots in this past game, was active kind of like we saw a couple weeks back. Now the price point comes up, but it comes up to where it's still underpriced at 7,400. He was a $7,800 player for basically a month. Then he hit a little bit of a funk for a guy playing over 36 minutes a game, leading this team right now in usage. DeLon Wright being on the court will start to take away from him more than when it was Wayne Ellington on the court and Derek Rose if DeLon Wright continues to start. So keep that in mind, but the price point is still low enough. So I would rank right now early on Detroit. I would go with Jeremy Grant, then DeLon Wright. And then after this, it's kind of just like, okay, Mason Plumlee's priced up. I don't think these minutes are going to stay at 37 plus. I think it was just the way that that game flowed out against Brooklyn to where they were trying to come back, playing from behind. They went on a 7-0 run and a 5-0 run in the fourth quarter, attempting to mount the comeback, and you're just not going to take your guys off the court at that point. So uh, Mason Plumlee is fine on a five-game slate. He's not really much of a priority. Blake Griffin, the concern is that he didn't even close that last game. He did play 31 minutes, but they didn't even put him in a closing lineup. So in a game that's close when they're trying to play from behind, Blake Griffin, there's kind of like this phantom minutes limit on him. So that's my one concern there, even with a cheaper Blake Griffin who's not playing well. The main guys here are Jeremy Grant and DeLon Wright for me. Next up is Golden State, and it's Draymond Green at $6,800. Sally, keep putting Draymond Green on here. Draymond Green continues to be low-owned when he shouldn't be. Draymond Green played two minutes in the fourth quarter of that last game and still played 32 total minutes in the game, right? Because of the way that the game flowed out and then it blow out. Draymond Green normally gets at least six minutes in the fourth quarter. He gets the whole first quarter, the whole third quarter, and then he plays like these six to seven stint minutes elsewhere. So he should have played at least 36 minutes in that game. He's averaging 1.07 fantasy points per minute with all the centers off the court so far this season. The rebounding rate is going up. He's averaging a 36% assist percentage with all the centers off the court. The rebounding rate is now above 20% on the defensive end. So yeah, Draymond Green at $6,800. Yes, a strong play on DraftKings in my opinion you get the positionality from him as well a couple of positions you could put him in but on super draft at 1.6x i mean that's easy that's easy pickings for me right now and then after that a lot of golden state looks appealing a lot of golden state is in this mid price range like you have steph going off right now above 10k sure but i'm not really that appealed by that because of guys like Embiid and, and damian lillard on the slate but after that you have draymond in the 6k range then you have Ubre and wiggins all right there and i like all these guys i continue to like Ubre, whose minutes still stay above 30 plus minutes Ubre in that last game just kind of got you there with those 30 fantasy points but yet again you have to factor in that he didn't get to play the final three minutes of that game right doesn't get to play the final three minutes of that game overall in that game he ends up going four of 14 shooting so he shoots as badly as possible he picks up the rebounds though so he's going to be getting active in other departments he shoots as badly as possible loses three minutes at the end of the game and still is basically getting you there so Ubre right now is somebody that i like a lot i liked him the other day he was on one of the cover boys of our live stream video again we do that at 4 p.m east coast time so tap that little notification bell on youtube if you're a podcast listener usually and you want to tune in for that on the youtube channel the sal vetri it's just sal vetri media channel you can come in join us kick back relax max all cool do whatever you got to do. So all of Golden State is appealing to me. I even like Andrew Wiggins, who has not been producing as of late, and I get that, but the price point is now no longer $7,000 for Andrew Wiggins. It's now 6200 and Andrew Wiggins, another person who was a victim of all these stars losing some minutes in that last game, and Andrew Wiggins also, you can put him in shooting guard small forward, so the ability to put a guy like Andrew Wiggins in your small forward or shooting guard spot is powerful. It's kind of like Jeremy Grant. He's like the leader of that team. Put him in the small forward spot, a spot that normally doesn't have high producers. That looks good. Now, to put Andrew Wiggins in the shooting guard spot is appealing because this is a guy that's normally playing like 35 minutes a game again even in that last game he plays 35 minutes now does he get you peripherals no he's really not going to pick you up assists you need to get the scoring from him but he's taking the shots right 18 12 12 and 15 shot attempts over his last couple of games he's just shooting 30 percent 38 percent right well then he shoots 75 percent and he scores 31 fantasy points that would get you there right that would look good 33 percent 36 percent he's just shooting terribly right now so as long as you get some decent shooting out of him he can be a player and it's more so talking from a low own standpoint i prefer Draymond. i prefer
for Ubre, but on a five game slate, I don't think he picks up ownership and he does have that 40 point upside if he just starts hitting his shots. Toscano Anderson still in play for me as well, as long as he continues to start. I think it's a decent price point on him. So that's kind of where I rank Golden State right now. Draymond, Ubre, Wiggins, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Pulling up the next three teams now, you're going to be getting John Wall for me and then Cousins, and that's likely it based on the price point of Oladipo, assuming they all play. This is what I'm saying just in terms of Houston right now. Everybody is mispriced and priced up. Eric Gordon at $6,200. It's not egregious. It's not terrible, but this is him also being priced for like over the last two weeks, four of like his last seven games have been without both Oladipo and John Wall on the court together. So of course he's going to produce better, right? Of course he's going to start to score like 40 fantasy points these last couple of games, 31, 41, right? Instead of like the normal that he's doing, which is right around 30 or 28. And at 6,200, he's not priced for that. And he's not going to give you much upside in my opinion. Jason Tate's now priced up from like 4,400 to $5,000 flat. And people might be interested to go there because of back-to-back games for 29 minutes. But again, John Wall and Oladipo missed the last couple of games. Normally Jason Tate, now maybe he plays 28 minutes, but normally he's going to be playing like 24 minutes. David Nawaba was also out, which is going to be a little bit lesser known. Nawaba was also out like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So these guys cut into each other's minutes for the most part. So I expect like 24 minutes for both Nawaba and Jason Tate. I expect guys like Daniel House and even like Ben McElmore to probably get factored out of the rotation. Daniel House has been playing big minutes, 30 and 34. I expect him to go back down to like the 25, 26 minute range at 4,800. And it just basically makes them all look like, eh, right? Like maybe one of them goes for 28 fantasy points at $5,000, right? Maybe, but for you to pick, I choose a starter, which I assume will probably be Jason Tate over David Nwaba and also uh, Daniel House. I wouldn't doubt though if Daniel House started, but they all just kind of look like they're okay. Like if you're in that price range and you got to pick one, I mean, just close your eyes and pick the starter at that point. They're all slightly overpriced for what you're getting out of there. But I prefer John Wall at $7,100, a guy who so far this year is averaging well over 1.1 fantasy points per minute, playing over 30 minutes a game. And it's nice because we got to actually see John Wall play 32 minutes and then we got to see him rest a little bit. So now the ability for John Wall to play bigger minutes, you got to see 32 minutes, a rest game, 34 minutes and a rest game. So now I feel confident giving the guy 34 minutes and at 7100 dollars 34 minutes is just it's going to get you there and he could even play 35 36 now since they seem like this ankle injury and kind of resting him in general it seems like more maintenance because of his overall big injury that he's coming back from it seems like it's uh it's really helping him get those minutes up because look 40 fantasy points 34 42 and 39 over his last four games and only two of those has he been playing over 30 minutes so john wall looks like one of the best plays on the slate demontis sabonis played last night against brooklyn we wanted more of him a 1.1x multiplier in super draft now he gets detroit which it's just like mason Palmer and Sadiq Bey and, and Isaiah Stewart, the rookie out there. So this is a good spot for Sabonis. I currently, like last night, Sabonis and Brogdon were both top 10 plays for me. It's not going to be the same today because they're priced up a little bit more. Uh, $100 more for Brogdon, I think $200 more for Sabonis, but they still look good. Sabonis at $8,800 is going to be appealing for me. Power forward center eligibility. There's a couple guys that he has to battle with in that price range of Vooch and Embiid that's a little bit more expensive, but I like Sabonis, then Brogdon, and then actually Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb's not going to be somebody who stands out. He doesn't often get you these big upside days, but he's pretty similar, I would say, to like a Terrence Ross, except Jeremy Lamb recently has been starting, and he's another guy that can give you upside out of the shooting guard small forward spot. I probably prefer Terrence Ross today because of all the the murkiness going on with just Orlando's rotations, especially if Fournier was to miss, and especially if Cole Anthony was to miss there. But three straight games of basically 25 minutes right now is what you're getting out of Jeremy Lamb, and you just need the shooting to go down, right? You just need the shooting to go down for the most part. He's probably not going to pick up more peripherals than that, and it's just kind of a Hail Mary play because the problem with it is you have these other guys on the team right now, mainly, mainly Malcolm Brogdon just chucking a lot of shots. So bonus stepping up a little bit Turner stepping up so like I said yesterday in the live stream it's really tough in Indy to be that fourth guy right now like Jeremy Lamb as good as he has been in his career as a shooter he's only had five six six and five shot attempts the last couple of games you need that game like you had against Memphis on the second where he got the nine shot attempts and he actually got a little bit hot from three and he's scoring 30 plus fantasy points right again I would prefer Terrence Ross as this model of a shooting guard small forward play but if I had to go to a third option right now in Indy I would go to Jeremy Lamb who will be lower owned on a five game slate next up is Jimmy Butler the price point's not changing it went down to like $8,300 at one 
one point, and now it's just right back up to $8,400, and it's just too cheap. He scored like 44 and a half fantasy points in like three straight games. Then he goes up for 50 plus. Now he's going up against Houston, which is going to be a quality matchup for him. So far this year, Jimmy Butler, this is pretty crazy. He's averaging 1.32 fantasy points per minute. So Jimmy Butler averaging 1.32 fantasy points per minute. That's definitely hurting when he's stepping on the court with Bam. That's why Bam's price is coming down right now. Jimmy Butler averaging a 35% assist percentage and a 27% usage rate. All of those things are very lovely to see. He doesn't play a lot of minutes with Goran Dragic on the court, but if, when Goran Dragic is off, you get a little bit even more of a bump in the fantasy point per minute production. The Jimmy Butler to go to a 1.35 fantasy point per minute producer. And since he plays big minutes, right? Since he plays big minutes and those big minutes are back since he missed some time for the health reasons, at 8,400, he should probably be a $9,000 player. He's not as good of a play to me right now as John Wall appears to be because of the price differences there, right? For fantasy points, yes, but for the value, no. But he's still a very strong play and probably a building block for a lot of people playing cash today. After that, it would actually be Kelly O for me. Kelly O's price points too cheap for a five game slate for a guy who's consistently running out there and playing you 25 plus minutes. Kelly O is averaging like only 0.85 fantasy points per minute because of the steps that Bam is taking every single year. He continues to improve. After that, it would just be Bam and Hero, but none of them look that appealing. They're just kind of appropriately priced, right? They're priced in for what their median is. Their ceilings are obviously going to get you more than that for Hero and Bam at their current price points, but it would be Butler and then Kelly O just looking for value on a five game slate. Kelly O starts to open up now. And then the final few teams you can see on here, the last four teams, we could start off right now with Orlando where I have Frank Mason. So this is assuming Cole Anthony is out, right? Frank Mason in that last game got to end up going out there and playing 33 minutes. Cole Anthony got hurt in the first half and then Frank Mason started the second half for him, played the entire third quarter of 12 minutes and then he played eight and a half minutes of the rest of the game as well. He ended up scoring 11 points. He was four of 10 overall shooting, had seven rebounds, four assists as well. So good to see, right? Stayed out of foul trouble, a couple turnovers. But Frank Mason, if there's no Cole Anthony, he's going to play 32 plus minutes. He might play 34 plus minutes, right? So Frank Mason at $4,000 flat. If there's no Cole Anthony and he starts, the 2X multiplier in Superdraft signifies that they just think he's a backup today, which he will be if Cole Anthony does play. But if not, he's going to look really good on the presenting sponsor Superdraft down below in the description to check it out. So Mason is the value play on the slate if there's no Cole Anthony. If there's no Cole Anthony and Evan Fournier, it doesn't look as good for his usage because Evan Fournier is a usage monster very quietly on this team now for the last couple of years. So let's assume that Anthony and Fournier are out. I would be ranking it Mason, then Terrence Ross, because Terrence Ross is just going to have to pick up all the shot attempts with all these guys out and some ball handling responsibilities. I wouldn't be shocked to see him in the starting lineup either. I would be maybe surprised, but wouldn't be shocked. And then after that, Vooch at 9,400, you just got to keep going back to Vooch. He's now averaging 1.45 fantasy points per minute. And if I was to try and even take off all these guys, we probably don't even get a minute sample with all these guys off the court this year, but it's right around 1.45 fantasy points per minute. And then James Ennis played 35 minutes in that last game. Bacon now back-to-back games over 30 minutes. So we're just hunting the value there. So I would rank in Mason, Ross, Vooch, Ennis, and Bacon, and all the value would come from Orlando on the slate. Expect them all to pick up ownership, but expect them to be quality plays just because of the minutes on a smaller slate. If Fournier was in, I like him. If Cole Anthony's in, I like him. It's as simple as me now liking those guys and guys like Frank Mason not being in play, not liking anywhere near like a Ross as much. He then just basically becomes Jeremy Lamb on the slate, a guy who will play like 25 minutes and you just hope he hits his threes. But we can get more in depth with that on the 4 p.m. live show. On Philly, not much stands out. Like Curry's going to stand out because we have a doubtful Shake Milton. So Seth Curry's going to be ranking out right now for me as a quality play in that 4K range, especially if these Orlando guys play and we, that knocks out some of that value at $4,700. Seth Curry so far this season has been averaging 0.8 fantasy points per minute. But the bigger thing is now the minutes get secured, like we were saying earlier, with no Milton off the court, his fantasy point per minute production rises to 0.85 from 0.79. So you actually see a bump there because Milton is a productive player. So Curry is very close to being my main play from Philly, but I have to go to Joel Embiid. I know he's expensive at 10,800. It seems like we have decent value if the Orlando stuff works out in our favor to getting that value. So $10,800 Joel Embiid, averaging 1.62 fantasy points per minute so far this season. Absolutely insane. Averaging a 34% usage rate. Everything you know about him, the assists, the rebounding rate. Joel Embiid is playing like an MVP. He's going mano-a-mano right now with the center position in terms of Nicole Jokic for who is the better center all around. 
around is probably Jokic, but he's going really close to try and get that argument, the pendulum to swing in the other direction for him now against Ennis Cantor. And now they just recently played this Portland team, and Joel Embiid played 34 minutes and scored 46.25 fantasy points. The game ended up turning into a blowout where they lost by 16. That was a game where they were like 10-point favorites, and everybody was like, everybody was saying, hey, are you worried that Philly's going to blow him out? No, it actually happened the other way. But he still got like full run at 34 minutes, just didn't play as well. It's just a one-game sample. I know today people will be like, hey, but on the fourth, just a week ago, literally a week ago, Joel Embiid only scored 46 points. Okay, well, if you're not going to own Joel Embiid today because in one game he only scored 46 points for you uh, because he had 21 shot attempts and he basically only had five rebounds, which is clearly the outlier, right? Only having five rebounds against like Ennis Cantor and Carmelo Anthony and Robert Covington is clearly the outlier when every other game you're getting 11, 14, 11, 11, 9, 17, right? So uh, Joel Embiid firmly in play and then it'll be Curry after that. Speaking of Cantor, at $7,000 flat on the opposite side of this one, I'm sure people will feel a little bit more confident in Cantor because a week ago against Joel Embiid, against his Philly team when they were doing the blowing out, Cantor played good. He shot seven of 14. He played 34 minutes and he scores you 41.5 fantasy points at the exact same price he is right now at $7,000. That price rose up a little bit and then it dropped back down. It dropped back down like we've been saying for DraftKings algorithm. You can take advantage of it in NBA. There's always value because look, it went up to $7,500. He was playing well. He kept getting 36, 40 fantasy points, right? And then he only played 27 minutes in a game that he didn't get to close out fully because of some foul trouble getting four personal fouls and he only scores 23.5 points. Continues to have double digit rebounds, right? He's now had 10 or more rebounds. I believe it's been in like nine straight games. So that's good to see. The double double upside is basically there since Nurchich is out, but the price point is cratered. So yeah, Cantor's my priority from Portland. I then like Damian Lillard. And then the rest of the guys are kind of just fill-in values, sort of like what you're going to be getting out of Golden State. I like the fill-in values on Golden State better in that price range of your Ubrays, your Wiggins for sure, above what you're getting right now to Covington and Mello and Trent with all those guys healthy and Lillard back and healthy. I think the price points are still a little bit elevated. So I'll take the Golden State 6K range of Ubre and Wiggins over this uh, range of your Trents and your Mellows and, and your Covingtons in that 5 and 6K range from from Portland right now. We can close this late out with Toronto. It'll be Kyle Lowry, Siakam, Fred Van Vliet for me. Uh, Chris Boucher, yes, he continues to play fantastic. He only did get 24 minutes in that last game. Uh, you basically got to see him close out the whole game. They took Aaron Baines off the court early in the third quarter, didn't play again. Chris Boucher was playing a lot. That's good to see and encouraging that in a close game against another strong Eastern Conference team in Boston that you probably see Chris Boucher closing out. So although Chris Boucher is kind of priced for it if he gets 24 minutes, his ability to go for like 1.35 fantasy points per minute at will is, is pretty impressive and it keeps him in play on a five-game slate. But it'll be Lowry for me again his price point doesn't change they're on the second night of a back-to-back so he is an older player that can be somewhat of a concern but that's just the name of the game this year in the NBA and we haven't really seen it be too much of an issue for him but keep an eye on this like I like John Wall in that price range a little bit more or definitely more than him I think that I'd rather have Lowry than guys like Jeremy Grant in that same price range as well but Lowry keep an eye on this Lowry if he normally is pretty popular and he's too cheap so that's why he's a strong cash play today um, and he's a good GPP play but just check the ownership because if guys like Fred Van Vliet at 8500 who are priced right around Jimmy Butler and Sabonis who I assume pick up more ownership probably even for a little bit cheaper you can get guys like Malcolm Brogdon right you might see Fred Van Vliet not to start to pick up any ownership at all and that's a mistake on a five game slate even if you are paying like a $600 premium on him if we get enough value so Lowry Siakam Fred Van Vliet Boucher in order for me from Toronto and in that 7k range right now you have guys like Lowry John Wall and Malcolm Brogdon I'd probably rank it John Wall Malcolm Brogdon and Lowry in that order at the guard position in that mid to lower 7k range. Thank you for tuning into today's video. It's just a five game slate, so maybe relatively quicker than usual, but I hope you have a fantastic Thursday. We'll be live at 4 p.m. East Coast time, breaking this down more. We'll be having the projections go out today and probably right around like 10 a.m. East Coast time. So if you want to check out the projections for NBA, if you are a patron, you know where to get them down below. And if you're not, you can sign up on Patreon down below, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore to check it all out. If you want to support the sponsor of the show, Superdraft, we'll have those Superdraft projections as well. And we're going to go really in depth on the live stream like we normally do discussing Superdraft top plays, Superdraft strategy, and a whole lot more. So you can join us later today on that for all DFS sites. And then you can also sign up on Superdraft using the code SAL to get that free money bonus up to $1,000 Ruskies. 
Watch out for that MMA video today, some more NBA tomorrow, some MMA on Saturday in NBA, and a bunch of other stuff coming your way. The golf event locks today around noon. It's like 1130 or so, so you can get into some of those golf videos and some of the golf tools before then, depending on when you're watching. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Happy Make a New Friend Day, and, you know, we can twist it on our end for this channel. You know, reach out to a friend. Rekindle a friendship, if you will. See how somebody's doing today. Just shoot them a text. Why not? You never know how that will impact somebody's day or potentially life. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see some of you later on, and hopefully all of you later on in the live stream. Peace out, gang and enjoy the rest of your day.